When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Screen mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> it's Wednesday. There's a parade tomorrow. The Avalanche are Stanley fucking cup champions, baby. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Um, this is Big Drive Energy, a golf podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are currently recruiting, recording in Studio S, otherwise known as Spencer's Office at the golf course, the Valley of Fun. Um, just want to congrats to the Avs and congrats to the DNVR coverage of the Avs, too. Uh, I saw it today. The Avs guys murdered it. Yeah, they have the number four hockey podcast in the entire country of the United States and the number one team-specific podcast, which if you guys haven't hopped on the DNVR train and you're listening to this, you should do it. Uh, all our team coverage is phenomenal. Nuggets guys, there was a Nuggets trade today. They were all over it. Um, Avs guys, of course, have had a cup run now. Uh, Broncos with Russell Wilson and, and tons of other stuff we cover, too. Rugby. The Rapids, Merchel, and uh, Yahir do a great job. The so. Rockies, don't forget baseball. The Rockies, yeah, Susie and uh, Patrick. So make sure you're checking out all that stuff over at thednvr.com. Get your subscription because Denver is now hockey title town for sure. National championship in high school, college, and the pros. Kind of like Kale McCarr just winning a, an award at every single level as well. It's pretty badass. Unbelievable. And, I mean, Bednar now is the first coach ever to win the AHL the ECHL, and the Stanley Cup. So I think that's a Memorial Cup, a... Oh, what the fuck is the other one? He's won three... He's won three... Calder? Uh, no, that's a different trophy. Oh, okay. Um, God damn. Uh, I'll, I, I forget. Um, but yeah, he won three straight titles, as or not three straight titles, three different titles as a coach now, and he's the only person in NHL history to do so. 
And Kale McCarr, as we spoke on, is also the first person in NHL history to win. Uh, Hobie Baker a as the college Heisman for hockey, and then win a Norris Trophy, and then win a Stanley Cup, and win the Conn Smythe as the best player in the playoffs for a team. And the guy's a fucking rocket ship. He's only getting better. So that brought us to uh, a topic. We're going to get into golf here. Um, what do you think, Mitchell, is the equivalent? What do you think is the equivalent of that in golf? Do you think there is an equivalent? Do you think Matthew Fitzpatrick a couple weeks ago gonna, did that? Yeah, that's probably about the closest you can get. I mean, playing in the U.S. Amateur and then winning win in the U.S. Am and then winning in the U.S. Open. Um, there's really no other way to to really put it. I well, and the tough thing is there's no year end. There's the cha- FedEx Cup. Well, there, but that that's not considered like uh, the Stanley Cup. I mean, you make a bunch of money winning the FedEx Cup or the. What is it? The Comcast Challenge. I forget what it's called now. Comcast but Business Top Ten. Yeah, I think that's actually what it is. But yeah, there's there's all the money in that. But there's and let's just be real. I don't know if there's anything quite like the the prestige of a Stanley Cup in golf. Maybe besides like a claret jug. I think winning the or a, a green jacket. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. But I will say, if if that was related to golf and you had a guy winning in college maybe maybe the golf relation is it's winning a usam winning a national championship in college yeah then winning a us open then winning a fedex cup i think that is kale mccarr's level and i'd have to check i don't think anyone's ever done that because i think matt fitzpatrick was the first guy to win a usam and then a us open so well jack nickley oh no i'm no there's been other people to do that Oh, at the same course uh, yeah, as the first yes, one, yes, but correct. in general. Since Jack okay. Nicholas. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Uh, if you know, you know. But yeah, just an unbelievable. Uh, just the fact that Kale McCarr's 23, he had such an unreal year. And it was funny when they asked Gabe Landeskog, they're like, what was this Turner? Like, w- what can other teams take from this turnaround? He's like, find a, find yourself a Kale McCarr. Like, he was such a, an instrumental piece in this whole thing. And you could tell, I mean, thinking back to three seasons ago when he played in his first ever game and it was an NHL playoff game and he scored. It was like, this dude's ready for the bright lights of the NHL to succeed at the highest level. There's no training wheels. There's no time here or there. And it's just so rare you see a guy like that because usually you're like, oh, we'll mix him in. We'll get him a few minutes. The dude just hit the ground running right when he got to the league. I mean, he fucking did he... Well, he got knocked out in the Frozen Four a week before that uh, at UMass, but then just comes to the Avalanche and just totally changes. Let's be real, and I know we're not a hockey podcast, we're a golf podcast, but how many teams do you think the Avs' core four demon could be uh, like on the offensive side for in the league? Probably at least half of them. Oh yeah, I mean they're you, they, you, the way Sackett built this team is just a juggernaut. They're not they don't have any holes. The only question mark going into the playoffs was Darcy Kemper, and he was definitely a question mark for a few games. But over oh, the whole overarching thing is they went sixteen and four in the fucking playoffs. They lost one game on the road in the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get much more dominant, and hopefully it's the start of a dynasty. Yeah. Now hopefully this is we're talking about the. Avs bringing home a second cup and going to a second parade, which shout out uh, De- shout out to Denver, Colorado, first of all. Um, I did hear on a podcast, uh, Eric Johnson was saying that the Avs were trying to get a party together for the Stanley Cup for the team. 
and you know bring about 200 guys trying to find a bar and literally every bar that they called was out of alcohol so shout out to i mean dude the i didn't know denver had it in them honestly i i was actually out of town i was with my girlfriend in new jersey when the avs won uh so i wasn't here in denver to celebrate but i was getting i was getting snapchats and uh everything from spencer down in the streets of uh, Denver just shit faced, and I knew he had to work the next day. I was like, "This is going to be a rough one for him." But you know, when your team makes the cup, everything's off, off the board. You know, it doesn't matter when you work, fucking what you're doing the next day. You're doing everything you can to to soak up that moment in your city with the team, with with all the fans. So, just super, super cool to bring another championship to Denver since what 2015. So we've gone seven years. Uh, I don't know if that year seven means anything, but we'll hopefully we go less than seven, maybe two, maybe one, maybe a year, maybe six months when the Broncos go to the Super Bowl in 2023 in I, February. I, I'm not against it. Not against that at all. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the Travelers from last week. First of all, I think tra- uh, the Travelers, like the actual tournament, is eh, whatever. There was some big names. But I think the golf course is one of the low-key best. The golf tour. course is awesome. Like, so it's TPC Crom- Cromwell, or no, I'm sorry, TPC. Is it Cromwell in Hartford, or is it TPC? Oh, what the fuck? No, it's it's in Cromwell, Connecticut. I want to say TPC something Ridge. Oh my God, we we are a golf podcast. Don't. TBC River Highlands, my God, yes, in Cromwell, go. Connecticut. Thank you. Thank you, Mitchell. Pat on the back for me. Um, but, yeah, the golf course, it honestly looks like one of the most pure courses. And I think we hear that every year from all the players, like just how, how good a condition it's in. The layout looks awesome. It looks challenging. It's just that that super quintessential like East Coast uh, in the middle of the summer kind of golf, like real tall grass everywhere big uh overhanging trees i know rory i saw one tee shot he hit on i want to say thursday he or maybe friday he hit a tree like a hundred yards off the tee box and it came back like he was almost as he almost had the same distance as he did off the tee um on his second shot (laughs) like it was just this massive fucking tree i think he pulled his tee shot a little bit pounded this tree came almost all the way back to him so just a really classic style, good golf course. And that is the one tough thing is it's it's kind of in sandwiched in the schedule where there isn't that many big names there. I mean, Rory, it almost feels like he's on this like PGA Tour crusade at this point where he, like with all the live stuff coming out, like he's going to play in everything just to kind of be the, the legs under the PGA Tour and just prop him up a little bit. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to see him this week. I think he's headed over to play the Scottish Open, I would assume. because um, Or is it the Irish Open? Scottish Open. Is it Scottish? Uh, but, I th- yeah, I think a lot of those guys are going to be going over to play in that because then the British is the next week or two weeks from now. I think it goes Irish, Scottish, uh, and then British. I could be wrong. But- yeah. Uh, the Open Championship is July 16th and 17th, or that's the last, the weekend of it, the 14th through the 17th. Buddy, real quick, I got a fucking story for you. Uh, before we get back to 
the Travelers Championship and, and just talk a little bit about Xander Schauffele winning for the first time since 2019, technically. He did win a gold medal in there. So I've been playing golf, and you were gone uh, in New Jersey, you know, doing a little mini golf out there. I saw that. It oh, yeah. pretty dope. A little glow in the dark. Little... Missy actually beat me. I got to give her props. Oh, she, man. That's... She beat me by one shot. There was this hole that had, it was like a fucking volcano. And if you didn't make it in, it rolled back down. I think I made like seven, and she made like three, and that just it was a real deciding oh, just, factor. Just a huge swing there on the uh, so, volcano. Yeah, hole. so I got to give her all the credit in the world. You know, she's a she. I, I've never credited myself as a great putter, but she fucking gave it to me. So um, I, I got to take take that one on the chin. <laughs> Speaking of mini golf, we're fucking hopping all around here, but that's kind of what we. That's kind of our mo at this point. We are hosting an event July 14th at Rhino Country Club. Be on the lookout on the DNVR website and our Twitter, social medias for that. Uh, we're going to start it at 7 p.m. It's going to be a little mini golf tournament. We're going to have a great time. There's free beers included, uh, free golf for the night. Uh, well, not free golf, but uh, I think it's going to be $10 a person that gets you a beer and gets you some golf for the night. We're going to both be there. We're going to try to record a pod from there uh, in the morning. Uh, or in the afternoon, kind of right before this whole thing kicks off. So make sure you're looking at the socials for that. That should be out this week. Once again, that is July 14th, 7 p.m. at Rhino Country Club. One of the really cool new, I mean, the vibes there are immaculate. The vibes there are so incredible, and we had to get with them. And I've been talking with their GM, Dave, and I'm sure we might even have him on the podcast a little bit before we uh, do that night. But just talk about kind of a transformation in golf and adding places like this there's always been mini golf courses but they're normally for families and now they've added bars and really cool things i'm sure that place you went in new jersey had a bar um and and a cool mini glow in the dark putt just a lot of cool stuff added to it so um but buddy this story is incredible so i went um my wife and i are are kind of trying to play golf every week now and I've played more golf this year in the last three to four weeks, played 18 or over at Perry Park, shout out to the CGA for that. Uh, we played 18 over at the Sanctuary last week, uh, shout out to a couple of members who brought us out and got us in their foursome. We took third place, unfortunately, missing it by a stroke. I think there was a little bit of a scorecard issue. We weren't keeping the score, um, but you know, it happens. And that place is an absolute beauty. Yeah, free alcohol show. Free alcohol day. I didn't even drink actually because I was feeling pretty sick. Unfortunately for myself, didn't drink. But free alcohol coolers at every hole, or every fourth hole, whatever. Uh, free breakfast. They make it. They had an omelet station. The lunch was insane. We didn't hang around too long because uh, we had to get home for the abs. But anyway, so uh, I'm playing golf every week now. And last Thursday, uh, I've been trying to go to some Denver City courses, played Welshire, fuck that place. I hit more punch out shots than I hit golf shots that day. Uh, when you miss the fairway, that's kind of what happens to you. But we went and played Willis Case. And uh, of course, we just book it as a twosome. It's just me and Kylie. And so we're always adding some extra players. And I I met this dude, Randolph, and he was dope, like probably Randolph. Probably early 30s, goat golf name. I didn't ask him his last name, but um, probably early 30s, super nice dude, had, a, had the golf, golf gear on, so I knew he was ready to rock. Um, and then as we're starting to tee off, you know, we ask each other what tees we're playing, kind of want to play. I don't care what tees I play when I'm playing with other people. I just kind of want to play the same tees as them as, not, as long as they're not like the way forward tees. I just want to make it as easy as possible on the group but the uh, this guy rolls up to the t from out of his car which i find out later is like an audi s4 brand new 
uh, pretty sick, way cooler than yours, Mitchell. Oh, uh, fuck off. Pretty sick SUV. Yeah, right. Um, but it just was hilarious because he rolls out of the car. He's got probably a 30-year-old Spalding golf bag. I mean, at least 30 years old. That's actually 1990. That's giving it too much credit. It's probably a bag from the mid-1970s, 1980s. And uh, he rolls up to the first tee right out of his car. I don't know if he even checked in, to be honest. I'm not going to be the check-in police here. When I, go to, when I go to another golf course, I very rarely tell people what I do um, for a job because I don't want to be uh, shooting 45 and have them be like, oh, my God, this guy's a golf pro, or asking people asking me for lessons, which I did unfortunately give this guy some unsolicited advice. Not our buddy Scott here, the guy that I'm about to tell you about, but uh, Randolph. I just helped him out a little bit. He bombed one on 18 after I helped him. No big deal. Um, but this guy, Scott rolls up to the course and he's got a bright pink full button down. Now, mind you, it's like two in the afternoon, 95 degrees. I mean, I'm already sweating before I even step to the first tee and he's got an old Spalding cart bag, like staff bag, basically. And I can only see a couple of clubs and I'm thinking what, like, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I, we're not, I'm not here to shame the guy at all. Like he ended up being, I mean, we ended up getting called for slow play because of him which is a little frustrating because it wasn't our fault and the marshal's yelling at us, making us uncomfortable a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. They got a job to do, and if somebody's playing slow, if group's playing slow, he's playing slow. So he rolls up, first he drops his bag down on the ground and uh, looks in it, and I look. I kind of took a peek, and then it had three clubs. He had a driver, like a, probably a seven iron, I couldn't tell too well, and then a, and then a pitching wedge, and that was it. No putter. He, no putter. <laughs> and he goes... Dude, uh, oh, I forgot some clubs in my car. I'll be right back. So we're already kind of running late. We've already teed off. We're waiting for him. We're like, holy cow, this is, this is going to be a day. He had uh, these, you know, the old school, uh, looked like Ray-Ban sunglasses on, on the top of his head. No hat. Um, pretty, pretty. Uh, How old of a dude is this? Probably 50, 50 okay. to 60 in there. Um, pretty quiet guy. Had leather Crocs on. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> leather Crocs, long pants pink button-down shirt and he had no hat which in this a day like this like he was a pretty fair-skinned dude you know red red with some freckles and then had uh you know pretty light on top kind of like me not a lot of hair up there but rolls up to the first tee and uh he tees it up from our tees and and randolph was like dude scott you can play any tees you want he's like and just kind of didn't say anything most of the day (laughs) um but tees off and hits it about 20 feet and this is not a golf shame at all, but I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be that kind of day. Like, not that you have to hit it good, but like, just it's just like when you're already stressed about getting off the first tee fast enough. And a lot of these city of Denver courses, they really have to stress pace of play because there's so many people out there that you got to be respectful of the people behind you, got to be respectful of the tee sheet, et cetera, et cetera. And this guy hits it about 20 feet not even close to the the red tee box, the ladies' tee. So I was like, uh, I thought about making the joke that he'd have to drop his pants, but knowing this guy, he might have done it just by judging him from the first couple minutes that I met him. Um, And uh, he goes up to his ball about 20 yards off the tee and fucking pulls the goat move. He fucking pulls driver out again. I'm like, oh, he's going to go driver off the deck in the rough. Scoops that ball up, takes his clear martini tee, tees that fucker back up, and bangs one down the fairway. And I was like, oh, my God. I love this guy. This guy is going to be 
a riot to play with. And, and I think the cool part was it, it made Kylie feel immediately comfortable because uh, we had a little debacle at, at Welshire last week. She got a little nervous, had four or five whiffs in a row on the first tee, and I was thinking, oh, fuck. Well, it wasn't a dude giving her a bunch of unsolicited advice, mm. like just Terry douchebag. This guy Terry, fucking probably a 30 handicap, giving Kylie advice. I just kept my mouth shut. I was like, yeah, we'll let this one go. I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to stand out here and flop my flop my horn out and tell this guy I'm a golf professional because I fucking shanked it that day. I literally hit a shank, so I'm not well, going to sit just here. Just the general lack of self-awareness of people, like, to give another man's, like, wife a golf lesson. When you clearly suck, like, if he was that bad, that's just asinine. Like, I don't know how you didn't mention anything. Like, obviously, you're not going to say anything about, like, I'm a pro this or that, but just be like, hey, dude, she's got it. We... She's getting lessons from somebody, you know, like, just leave it alone. Because that would piss me the fuck off. Yeah, he's like, yo, bend your knees more. And then she's, and she's, you know, she's a sweetheart. So she's like, oh, thank you. And just like, I'm just like sitting there like, what the fuck? And he made a couple of other comments the whole day. I think he thought she was cute, which she is. But, I mean, Terry, back the fuck up for a second. (laughs) Back up, Terry. Back up, Terry. I'm not dealing with this today. Um, But, yeah, it made Kylie super comfortable having this guy, Scott, um, on the tee and just knowing that, like, she's not the worst player in the group. Didn't he putt with a wedge? Well, I'm getting there. Jesus. So we get... Should have packed a lunch. (laughs) We get down to the the number one green, and I'm thinking, oh, this motherfucker's got to have a putter, like, down in the depths of this bag. It's just short. And uh, lo and behold, nope. He's got just a pitching wedge, and he's left-handed, too. So great, great, hilarious swing. Um, But pulls out a pitching wedge, and... I think he chipped it basically from the green over the pin like three times and then just scooped it up into his pocket and moved on to the next hole. And I think the funny part about most of it was like he was super quiet, obviously not very talkative, which is fine. But like that made the whole experience a little more interesting because he wasn't like laughing at himself. Like you didn't know if he was actually pissed off, actually trying to play well, thought he was, you know, who knows. But uh, just all in all, just hilarious dude to play golf with kept teeing it up in the middle of the fairway we get to the third hole and me and randolph tee it up you know right in the middle it's a par three we tee it up right in the middle of the tee markers and he goes up to the same tee box as us and just randomly tees it up at the very edge of the mode part of the tee box literally about an inch away from the rough <laughs> because it was in the shade and it's not even close to the tee markers and you're just thinking like that's like the epitome of golf right there is the fact that you can have a professional tournament like the Travelers or something where it's so serious. It's all these rules. It's all this. And then this guy is out here putting with a pitching wedge. And <laughs> finally on like the seventh hole, I think he like six putted and finally just ripped it, picked it up after the marshal kept talking to us. But uh, he goes, Randolph goes, looks at Scott and goes, yeah, it's probably pretty tough to putt with a pitching wedge. And he looks up and he goes, you know, I've been doing it for a couple years, and I think I actually prefer it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy hasn't made a putt over an inch all day. I don't know what is going through this guy's mind, but absolutely hilarious story. And I, I was immediately thinking about the podcast when <laughs> when I saw this guy because I was like, this is a story that just you don't see it very often. But between teeing it up in the fairway, putting with a pitching wedge, having three clubs in his bag, then he doesn't play the eighth hole. He tees off with us. Um, we start walking up to our balls in the fairway and he just disappears. Look back, he's on his phone in the trees, swinging his club around, hitting some trees, staring at these hawks. Just absolute lunatic of a guy, but uh, hilarious to to play with and kind of just brings your guard down and, and makes you realize that golf can be 
that way and it can it doesn't have to be serious to be able to have a good time and hopefully he had a good time with us I think we were all pretty pretty nice to him you know I think uh, there was a lot of groups that <clears throat> unfortunately for him people wouldn't as wouldn't have been as gracious and wouldn't have been as calm and and chill with with playing golf with a guy like that because some people take it way too serious especially the people that probably shouldn't that's what's funny is like when you get to a point where you've played really important really in, intense competitive golf you actually don't mind those rounds you don't mind going out with uh, your you know your your buddies or whatever and having a few beers and just not being so serious and it was fun to play with a guy like that and I, I'm glad we got him in our group because like I said uh, some other groups would have been a little more worthless your uh, 4 p.m men's league well uh, Welsh or excuse me Willis case tea times might have not been so gracious towards that guy so yeah that's uh th- there's always these random guys it, it, it's fucking like playing roulette when you walk up to a public tea box for an afternoon tea time with a couple of randos because you could make make like a new best friend or i don't know about best friend but you can make a new golfing buddy or you could have a story to tell like spencer just told or you could run into a complete douchebag you know it's just there's no science to it but you got to do it there's nothing more electric than walking up to the first tee and it's kind of like who you're sitting next to on the airplane a little bit you know what i mean other than the fact like sitting next to the airplane on the airplane next to someone you don't really have to talk to them um but there's always that that unknown that's exciting but also kind of scary uh i will tell everybody though if you're ever nervous about going to play somewhere and uh you're you're not confident in your game i guarantee you the other person feels the exact same way or they're just fucking overly confident for no reason but don't be nervous like just go in and i think it's great to play with different people because there's a lot of people too on the other side of that where they play with just the one group of buddies so often that they can't play with anyone else so then that limits you tournament golf wise you're like well if you play like shit because you're so used to playing with your other buddies then you probably need to figure something out and play golf with some other people right yeah exactly and i think that will that's made Kylie a better golfer overall in the last two weeks is just playing with random people like that because she's now more comfortable like you have to when you get nervous in golf you have to go back to what you practiced and so it's good to be nervous sometimes because it makes you better on the course it makes you figure things out versus like on the driving range if you're nervous and you just want to quit or whatever you're not really nervous too much on the driving range but if you feel like people are watching you or whatever makes you nervous you can just quit but on the course, what are you going to do? Pack it up? I'm like, no, I paid for this. Like, you're you're going to play all nine holes. Like, yeah. If you want to pack it up on a hole because you've had a rough hole and go to the next one, fine with me. You just sit in the cart and wait till we go to the next hole. But like, there's no point in picking it up and just getting so frustrated for the next six holes that you don't even play. That's not the point of this game. So playing with, with new people, like you said, it is a roulette spin. But sometimes you can meet awesome people. You know, we've met some great people on the golf course that we've ended up you know, so many business deals are done on the golf course, so many um, people that you meet. And honestly, like, just the people from us working at a golf course and seeing different people out here, we've got, you know, somebody that can tile our bathroom tomorrow. We've got somebody that can pump our septic. We've got somebody that can come out and fix our HVAC. You know, there's so many different options. Um, so many different people play golf. It's like the melting pot of, of sport, essentially. Yeah, 100%. Um well, should we talk a little bit about this week's PGA Tour event? I know you had something on Jordan Spieth about the John Deere. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the John Deere Classic coming up this week, TPC Deer Run. Um, Back-to-back TPC weeks. Th- this is a great golf course because this is 
the last couple of weeks, last week was more of your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour event. Shafley won 19-under. Shout-out to him and also real quick, uh, unfortunate to Sahith Thigala. Guy's going to win on tour very soon. Dude, we I, saw him competing at the Waste Management. Yeah. But 18th hole, he's got a one-shot lead. Uh, he hits it in the bunker, hits another shot that goes right at his feet. He basically whiffed it. So oh he's got the God. same shot from the bunker, um, hits it out into the fairway, has a chance to get up and down for bogey to tie um, He had because he had a one-shot lead to tie Shoffley, who was standing on the 18th tee watching all of this. Um Got to know how, or got to wonder how he's feeling at that moment. You know, like a good, like a, oh man, he's coming back to me. But also, like when you see somebody else fucking up, it, it yeah. brings bad things into your, yeah. into your head. You got to be mentally stronger than that. But um, yeah, so then he he doesn't get up and down. He makes double. So you're looking, we're we're wanting for rooting for a playoff. You know, those playoffs are always a blast. There was a crazy playoff last year, if you remember at um, at TPC River Highlands. With uh, Kramer, Hickok, and um, who's the other tall, goofy-looking dude that won it? Um, I can't remember. I know. Harris English. Oh, yeah. <coughs> and English ended up winning that, correct? Yeah, they went yeah. on like a three-hole bender at the end of that tournament. Well, and there's been some legendary playoffs. Legendary. Legend. I don't know why the Wait fuck for I it, said dairy. it. Like, legend hashtag dairy. Um, but, yeah, there's been some legendary playoffs at TPC River Highlands in the past, like, do you remember Ken Duke back in the day winning at TPC River Highlands? And I say back in the day, it was probably like 10 years ago. Um, Ken Duke was like my spirit animal because he had scoliosis growing up. Like he's kind of got like a fucked up back. I've got a fucked up back. And he always just, he was sponsored by Tommy Bahama and always just wore like Hawaiian shirts on the golf course. So I, I respected the shit out of that. But he had a few... Uh, for some reason, Dave, the name David Lingworth pops into my head when I think of a playoff. But I remember he's won there in the past. And that's where Spieth holed out from the bunker, what, three or four years ago to win that? Yeah, 2017, oh, so five years ago. Dude, time fucking flies. It's insane. Um, but yeah, Spieth is one in the playoff there. So it's a great, great course for playoffs. Yeah, well, finishing like 15 through 17 and then 18 are great finishing holes all around that lake. And Stuart Sink has said that that's the four most exciting finishing holes anywhere in the world. So pretty pretty cool. It was just a good good golf course. Yeah. Um, there's risk reward. There's short drivable par fours. But um, yeah, shout out to Sahith Thigala for uh, coming in second again. He's going to get an automatic bid to the next tournament. Um, and then shout out to Xander Schauffele for winning uh, for the first time since the gold medal, and then winning on a tour for the first time since 2019. Of course, like I tweeted. This past week, I am the good luck Chuck of golfers. So uh, whoever I picked last week in the uh, actually we we took a week off of Big Bet Energy um, with the whole Avs Cup run going on, but we will be back on our Big Bet Energy grind this week. But I took Shoffley the week before, and then of course he choked away the U.S. didn't choke away the U.S. Open. He just played like shit the whole week, Um, but then he wins the following week. So I'm officially the good luck Chuck of picking golfers. And before we get into our picks this week, we guys want to we want to tell you guys where we do our picks, and that's always at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you check out the DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend for UFC. Of course, you can always bet on golf. There's always golf on. There's always golf to bet on. So make sure you're doing that. Follow our picks or fade them. We were on a little bit of a heater. I think we have cooled off, um, but that's all right. We'll get back onto it. And this weekend in UFC, we got the calf slicer. We got the Peruvian necktie. There's tons of ways to come out on top at the octagon and for ufc 276 there is one more 
DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the UFC, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win, and you get $100 in free bets if you win or lose. Israel Adesanya versus Kananye, uh, you win no matter what. You can bet on either one of them, and no matter what happens, you're getting $100 in free bets. You can also turn small uh, small bets into big paydays with their same game parlays, which you can do in UFC, because you can be like, hey, this guy's going to win in this round, or this is going to go over this many rounds, and this guy's going to win. So make sure you're downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Get on it for UFC 276. Get on it for TPC Deer Run and the uh, John Deere Classic, which we're going to give you our picks for. Uh, so download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code DNVR and bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. And you get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of uh, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applies. Um, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, another one of our sponsors that we're going to talk about that I actually used last week. Thank God I've got a couple extra of these in the bag, Manscaped. And I found a treat today. I was doing a little manscaping in in the shower before I got to work today and found myself an extra thing of ball deodorant. And I'm telling you what, this stuff is incredible. I was, so I was a little sick last week. Had a Jordan flu game over at the sanctuary, played pretty well, made made a bunch of birds. Mitch and I had a quite the birdie run, and it wasn't a scramble for the record, it was a shamble. So we had to play our own ball after the tee shot. Now that's huge for me because uh, I hit a lot of balls into the woods, a lot of balls that were uh, next to some elk and some random areas. I think I hit one on a par five that ended up four holes over. Uh, didn't yell four because you couldn't see anything. Incredible golf course, but you can't see shit if you're not on the correct hole. Um, but I put some of that ball deodorant on. I was wearing a sweater, so I was kind of sweating all day. I, when I get a sweater on, I'm just comfortable that way. I'm, I don't care how hot it is. I, it's hard for me to get hot but uh, per, in my mind, but the rest of my body does perspire. So make sure you're using some of that ball deodorant. And you can use a, our promo code BDE at manscaped.com and save yourself 20% off because their ultra smooth package makes you have the proper care for you down there and the Boxer 2.0s give you the perfect stage to show off that new look. And then you get to take those boxers off, you know what I'm saying guys? And then uh, it gets really exciting. So you're getting 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash DNVR and using our promo code BDE at checkout. Getting ball deodorant, uh, you're get, you can get that whole, uh, the whole package, the um, River Crop Reviver, Everything comes together. Even you get boxers. So make sure you're checking out manscaped.com. Use our promo code BDE, and that's saving you 20% off and getting you free shipping. So make sure those balls are taken care of. All right, Mitchell. So let's get into our picks for the John Deere Classic and uh, at TPC Deer Run. All right. For this week, we know there's going to be a lot of birdies. Um, It's always whoever can go the lowest. And honestly, a name we just brought up earlier, we talked about um, Shahith Thigala. It's a fucking tongue twister. Um, but I, I think he's going to get it done, dude. He just he makes so many birdies. He's on such a hot run right now. And at plus 2,500, I don't hate those odds whatsoever. It's a little bit of a weaker field, but I, I'm going to ride him, dude. He's going to win. 
All right, so your winner is Sahith Gala. I'm going to take uh, another guy that I uh, always fought. I like to bet on this guy because just has the dopest name. We've heard some sick stories about him. I'm, my winner is also at plus 2,500, and that's going to be Maverick McNeely. He has not won on tour yet. Um, he's looking for that first win, and this is kind of a place where uh, you can get that first win. And uh, we'll get to Jordan Spieth after we finish our picks, but Jordan Spieth ended up getting his first win here and essentially changing the trajectory of his career. So uh, my pick to win it is going to be Maverick McNeely at plus 2,500. All right, if we're going top 10 here, um, and these odds are kind of insane because they just like jump after a certain spot to pretty pretty large odds because it is a little bit of a weaker field like we mentioned. Um, having said that, Emiliano Grillo is plus 650 to top 10. And that if you if any of you remember him from years past, the guy's a birdie machine. I know he hasn't done a whole lot lately, but we know he has it in him. Like he's got that game. So I uh, I like his chances at a top 10 this weekend. Plus 650, those are great odds at a top 10. Well, yeah, the, and I uh, I will not try to say his name because I always fuck it up. Um, Emiliano Grillo, Grillo, is it Grillo, Grillo? It's Grillo. Grillo. I think it's Grillo. All right, well, we're going to go with Grillo. Um, another guy that I'm going to pick to top 10 this week, and I always see this guy's name kind of popping up on... Uh, the leaderboard comes Sunday. He hasn't won a ton on tour, um, and it's our guy from Colorado. He he's he gets there on Sunday. He kind of blew a couple of leads, but um, I'm gonna go with Nate Lashley, and we've not necessarily from Colorado, I shouldn't say, but he's definitely he's, he played a lot of golf in Colorado. Of golf in Colorado, yeah, and he is plus six hundred to top ten. I think he's from Nebraska. Even worse, <laughs> but he and Maverick McNeely are both. Uh, top 25 on tour in birdie average. So Maverick McNeely averages 4.08 birdies around, and Lashley average four, averages 4.06. So two guys that make a lot of birdies, like we talked about, this is a week where that is going to be paramount. So Nate Lashley to top 10 plus 600. Man, we could have a killer week if we hit a couple of these. That's what I'm saying. These odds are insane. Um, my long shot, I'm going to go uh, with Big Beautiful. Harry Higgs. How is he not one, dude? Plus 20,000. His odds are, like, that's worth throwing five or ten on. That's insanity. Whoa, units? We don't talk in dollars. Oh, yeah, we. I'm sorry. Unit, unit shaming is not something we do. But just as a long shot, I mean, plus 20,000? Like, I feel like Harry Higgs is due for a, a breakout week, come out of nowhere, play some really fucking good golf, and... Win, uh, win some fucking dough, and win some dough for all of us, because I'm taking that shit. Yeah, plus freaking uh, 20,000, that's pretty insane. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that, let me find his odds here, to top 20. Um, we talked about him on, the, on one of our podcasts, I forget which one it was, but, oh, the best looking golfers, uh, the sexiest looking golfers, and this guy... Great beard, looks good. He won this tournament last year. So, and he's only and he's still plus tw- plus 210 to top 20. And that's our guy Lucas Glover. Um, like I said, won this tournament at 19 under last year. 
Uh, I don't know how he doesn't top 20. So that's, of course, a uh, a killer. Now that I've said that, he's going to end up shooting or missing the cut. But to top 20 at uh, plus 210 with an, a tournament win under his belt. Now, he's not playing the best golf right now, but I do like those odds. And uh, we always talk about horses for courses. He's going to have good memories here. Um I think a top 20 is an easy bet this week at plus 210 for Lucas Glover. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike that pick whatsoever. So uh, take our picks, fade our picks, whatever you want to do. We're just out here having a good time, trying to make a few dollars. Respect the grind. Uh, before we go, we want to do a fairway or four. Yeah, but before even before the fairway or four, that we'll wrap that up. Um, I just want to go over this little thread about Jordan Spieth. And- oh, yeah. It's how cool, it just shows you how cool golf is in general. We've always talked about it, but Monday qualifying, playing in tournaments. So uh, this is a thread from Jared Dorfler on Twitter, at Dorfler, Jared, D-O-E-R-F-L-E-R, Jared, J-R-E-D. So it says, one way to win, earn PGA Tour status is to win an event as a non-member. It's extremely rare, but Jordan Spieth did it at the 2013 John Deere Classic, and it goes into a thread of his PGA Tour path uh, the path to get to the pga tour i'm not going to read it word for word but basically he got an exemption in high school and finished 16th he won the u.s amateur not once but twice and then he went to texas of course in texas he won three times as a freshman got an all-american won a national championship um he in his sophomore year he tried to turn pro entered q school and missed the final stage by three shots then he gets back to uh, 2013, he goes to the path of getting sponsors exemptions. You only get seven sponsors exemptions a year, so you got to make make hay while the sunshine in those seven exemptions. Uh, he got he got seventh, or let's see here, he got second at the Puerto Rico Open, which made it made him automatically exempt to the next event, which was the cha- the Tampa Bay Championship, where he got seventh. So now he got a special temporary member status. He had unlimited sponsor exemptions for the year. He rolled into the John Deere Classic, playing fi- having played 15 events already. He won it after a five-hole playoff. He was the first teenager at, to win a PGA Tour event since 1931 and now had full status on the PGA Tour. He won $3.8 million that year in 2013, played in 23 events and three majors, finished second in the Tour Championship and his rookie season, all at 19 years old. So pretty incredible story from Jordan Spieth, our boy James, if you're listening, your favorite dude. Uh, even better story for him to get to the tour, and now he's, of course, a mainstay and a huge fan of a lot of people, uh, a huge favorite of a lot of people on the PGA Tour and, and their fans. Yeah, that's a very cool story, and I remember, I mean, it can change your career in one weekend. You know, your complete trajectory to see where he's at now all came from a sponsor's exemption that he happened to win in. And I mean, it takes incredible talent to go out and do that, but still just, just to be able to seize the moment and take advantage of that opportunity is insane. So, all right, Spencer. Um, so I think we're going to do like a hockey theme fairway or four this week, given that our team did just win the Stanley cup. Um, I maybe we'll take a few shots at the lightning. Uh, they, they didn't lose as gracefully as I think they could have. They kind of were sour. They acted like they were like scorned, like the like the league was out to get them. When in reality, I think they got more calls by far. Uh, 
But anyways, I'll let you go ahead first, Spencer. All right, my fairway are four. So as we know, the Avs won the Stanley Cup. We talked about it at the beginning. Everybody knows that now in the world. Shout out them. But Nicholas Abe-Kubel, the last one with the cup, skated up to the team and proceeded to fall and dent the cup. Now, this sent the cup guys into a freaking tailspin, yeah. whatever. Who cares? Fuck them. They're... They don't win the Stanley Cup. You they just see watch those it. dudes. It looks like they were born the same year the Stanley Cup was born. Yeah, my God. <laughs> somebody called one of them Ric Flair and the other Donald Trump. And I <laughs> about fucking lost my shit. But nonetheless, NAK dented the cup. Fairway or four, it's okay to dent the cup because there's two ways to look at it. It's like you just want it. All you guys battled this whole playoff run to win that. It's yours now. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You dent it. Whatever. Or there's like, hey, this is like one of the most, if not the most, heralded cup trophy in sports. You got to take care of it. I know they're drinking out of it, doing what it, God knows what with it. Eric Johnson's naked with it. Gabe Landeskog's naked with it. But do you think <laughs> so that it's like... a little Eiffel Tower. Yeah, so fair... Jesus, God. <laughs> so fairway or four, denting the cup is an acceptable thing after you've won it. Um, I mean, intentionally, no, but it wasn't intentional. Like... And even comparing, like, what Tom Brady did, throwing the Lombardi trophy along with uh, down on the boat last year, whatever, um, and it, he caught a bunch of backlash for that. It, it wasn't intentional. I don't think anybody would intentionally fuck it up. But can you imagine the, the shit that thing has seen? Like, you could sell, uh, like, a tell-all from the... St if the Stanley Cup had a GoPro on it, you could sell that fucking that content for millions and millions of dollars just all the different places it's been all the shit it's seen stuff that's been put in it dumped all over it whatever but overall i think um denting the cup is a, a four i i'm not for denting the cup but i don't think we did it intentionally you know he fucking was skating over to the group and just ate it so not much you can really do there um my favorite four is uh does this? I, I don't want to do a cheesy one because I was going to say, does this dethrone? This obviously dethrones Tampa, but does this kind of is this like a passing of the torch? But what I really want to ask is like, is John John Cooper one of the sorest losers you've seen in a fucking hot minute? Because especially after the too many men, and it, and I don't want to reword it, but like the the difference in like class between Bednar and Cooper. And how Cooper was so talkative and emotional with the the media and blaming this and that and saying how injured they were. And it's like, dude, everybody's injured. It's a fucking Stanley Cup. So he just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Maybe I'm just complaining. But, like, I didn't hear him once when he got interviewed by Kevin Weeks after game six say, great job to the – congrats to the Avalanche. They're an awesome team. They deserve this. He is like, oh, I just – feel for my team man they're all hurt like give me a fucking break dude that that rubbed me the wrong way yeah and i will agree they will i even listened to a, another podcast the other day they were talking about how hurt tampa bay was and i'm thinking look at our fucking roster valerie nichushkin had had a black foot he had a broken foot broken foot Andre Burakovsky didn't even get to play in the Stanley Cup because of a broken hand. Nas Kadri made an incredible comeback to even play in the Cup. Cogliano, the, just look down the whole roster. Like, everybody's playing hurt. Are you hurt or are you injured, buddy? And, yes, they had Braden point out. There's a, 
there's a laundry list of guys that are all going to get surgeries, but it is unfortunate. I think Cooper's pissed. I will say, though, um, he was good to come out the next day and apologize. I think those raw reactions are good for sports. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, the guys just get in front of a microphone and it's like, fuck, they're so pissed off. And that was that was kind of that game that the Avs won, game five, or yeah, game four, excuse me, uh, was kind of the cup at that point, and I think Cooper knew it. And the Lightning kept battling. They were trying to three-peat, but it does feel damn good to take down the champs, the two-time champs. Um, but Jonathan Cooper, I don't think he's the worst. Is it Jonathan Cooper? John Cooper, yeah. John Cooper. Jonathan Cooper's also a Bronco, or was. Um, and I don't think he's the most sore loser in sports. I will say he's probably pissed off. Normally hockey guys are pretty chill about that, give a lot of congratulations. But I want to more focus our energy on the on the winners and not worry too much about them. Hopefully this creates an Avs dynasty. I agree, man. I think we're I think we're next up. Hopefully this time next year we're Doing we're it. getting ready for another parade. Doing so. it again. Hope the guys are hungry. Uh, we appreciate you guys all tuning in. Uh, make sure you're signed up for our tournament. We've got of we got a couple events coming up here in the next month or so. So July 14th, as we said, 7 p.m. Rhino Country Club. That will be up on the DNVR.com. As is our Golf tournament, August 5th, City Park, 7.30 a.m., the Skyline Scramble. Make sure you're getting signed up for that as well. That's going to be an absolute blast. It's already hard enough to get tee times. We got 120 of them, so we want to fill that thing up. Uh, 7.30 a.m., Shotgun, August 5th, City Park. Going to be a blast, so make sure you're joining us for those couple of events we've got coming up. Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. We're going to enjoy the abs. We're going to enjoy the parade. Uh, Enjoy golf. It's kind of the center of sports right now other than baseball. So if you're not a big baseball fan but do love golf, uh, this is kind of our window until football season starts. So make sure you're enjoying that. We're going to have a live show for you guys uh, from the the Valley of Fun on the Open Championship. Make sure you're tuning in every week we are going to try to go live here in the next couple of weeks with the bar being shut down and remodeled we don't know exactly what that looks like but there'll still be big drive energy for you guys make sure you're tuning in make sure you're following us on all the socials have a great week and weekend we'll talk to you guys next week with a guest peace, peace.